fixation, but we're here for a real education. Welcome to A Real Education. I'm your host, Tim Wick. I'm joined as most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Tim. Well, you know, uh, it was always until the last one. Anyway, as always, (laughs) by my co-host, movie paleontologist, Melissa Kirscher. Hello. And today we have with us, we're going to call her, I'm going to say movie paleobotanist. Uh, (laughs) No, that'll work. Yeah, Stephanie Zvan. Hi, Stephanie. Hi. And we also have a special guest. Matt Kesson. Hi, that's me. Hi, and I'm going to explain why Matt's here in a minute. But first, we have to go back to uh, Stephanie, because we are here to watch Jurassic Park. And Stephanie, you are our guinea pig. You are the person on the podcast who has not yet seen Jurassic Park somehow. Well, as I did explain when you were looking for people, I've only seen about the 75% of it that's featured in memes on the Internet. That's fair. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Uh, But even so... Even so, the first thing that you have to do as the person who has not seen the movie is tell us what you know about Jurassic Park. It's based on a book by Michael Crichton featuring bringing dinosaurs back from amber trapped in DNA and things go badly. And it's responsible for the actual oversaturation of Jeff Goldblum's sexiness. Okay. That's, um... I disagree with parts of that, but anyway, go on. <laughs> you, I think the key word is oversaturation. That would be, yeah. <laughs> that's where we're at. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, uh, the reason I, I waited to explain why Matt is here is because I wanted to make sure Stephanie knew enough about the movie... Oh. Before, because I didn't want to point out that Matt was going to be our dinosaur expert. And you thought Steph perhaps didn't know that Jurassic Park featured... Dinosaur. Oh, I was pretty sure she did, but <laughs> but I did not want to make any assumptions. Because As it turns out, dinosaurs make good memes. Dinosaurs do make good memes. Uh, and, as does uh, Jeff Goldblum. And does, yes. As does sexy Jeff Goldblum. So... Uh, yes, we can we can confirm. Although often we we try to be non spoilerish, but I'm going to confirm <laughs> dinosaurs <laughs> and sexy Jeff Goldblum are featured in the in, film Jurassic Park. In the film Jurassic Park, there may be other things. Yes, that might not be all, but I can confirm the dinosaurs mm. and the sexy Jeff Goldblum. Uh, for those of you out there who have not seen the film before, uh, there's I mean, really. Once you get past the dinosaurs, I'm not sure much else needs to be discussed at no, this point. No, absolutely not. I mean, I, I am going to say, even though I'm here as uh, as the dinosaur expert, I'm going to say that one thing about, I, I saw this film, you know, I've seen this film 75 times, and the first 73 <laughs> times, I just paid attention to the dinosaurs. And then, like, the last two times... <laughs> you finally got around to Jeff then, Goldblum. And then, like, no, I, well, I mean, I, yeah. uh, But <laughs> the last two times, I kind of managed for the first time to watch it just as a movie, and it's really good. I mean, it's just a really well-made movie. It's not just because of the dinosaurs or anything that it's this giant cultural, you know, landmark movie-wise. It's it's good, as far as I'm concerned. Anyway. As far as you're concerned, as a dinosaur expert. As a dinosaur expert, but just as a human being, I think it's just a really well-made film. But again, mileage may vary. It's, Fair enough. It's Westworld with dinosaurs. <laughs> and we did watch Westworld recently. Yeah. I see. Um, and, uh, it is Westworld with dinosaurs. That is fairly accurate. <laughs> it is... It is... It is Westworld with Dinosaurs, directed by Spielberg at the top of his game. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, uh, so yeah, that's the other thing. I guess we're just going to point out right now. This film is directed by Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. I was uh, ninety three. Ninety three, which was the same year he came out with Schindler's List, which is one of the most tremendous one two punches ever right. pulled I, off by an American. I director. was totally going to yeah. save that for after the break, and now we're just tossing we're it out going there. For so, it. Yeah. Uh, but we're not watching Schindler's List today yet we are watching (laughs) we are watching jurassic park so i think at this point maybe we ought to just get to it we're gonna go uh to the movie room we are gonna watch a bunch of dinosaurs Mm -hmm. and also sexy jeff goldblum i hope that you our fair listeners will do the same we will all recongregate in this very place in a short while i have a pillow with jeff goldblum on it from this movie just saying understood i have some dinosaur toys from this movie also stunned yes (laughs) Okay, now we're going. And we are back. Many dinosaurs have been fed. Uh, strangely, Samuel L. Jackson did not say motherfucker even once. <laughs> and we have watched Jurassic Park. So uh, we have a lot to talk about, certainly with a dinosaur expert in the room. But we need to start with our new person. So, Stephanie, you get you get the first crack of this movie. We need to know, having watched Jurassic Park for the first time, what did you think of Jurassic Park? Why the hell did Sexy Jeff Goldblum have to come from a movie where he played a sexually harassing asshole? (laughs) Nobody has ever warned me about this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's kind of predatory. A A little little bit. bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I mean, to his credit, he tones it down after he's like, oh, you two are together. Okay. Yes, yes. She's property. Somebody else's. Yeah, I know. Which is is still not okay. But But look, she mentions sexism once in the film, so Mm -hmm. it's all good, right? <laughs> as long as we mention the elephant in the room, it's right. fine. The elephant is fine. It's fine. Yes, that is. Uh, <laughs> it is true. There, there are some certainly uh, some creeper moments. Yeah, I mean, but, I think she mentioned sexism more than once in the in, in the film, but mm-hmm. uh, and and I also think I mean the thing about Goldblum's it's 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 tricky because Goldblum's character is not painted as. Uh, I mean, he's irritating in other ways also, you know. I mean, I know he's not, he's not. Yeah, he, but yeah. generally when he's irritating, he's right. Uh, I yeah. mean, sometimes he's just being dumb. Um, most of the time, though, I mean, uh, Malcolm's job is to basically tell everybody, this is going to go wrong and, and have everybody wrong. go, no, it's not. And then, of course, goes through. Yeah, and then it goes right. wrong. This is true. Yeah. Yes. See, yeah, see yeah. The, the truth. I'm not, I'm not arguing. He means, he's absolutely, yeah, yeah. He, does the, yeah. he does the sexual harassing in the film, and I'm not, I'm not arguing <laughs> with that. Um, but but the thing so is, good. he's being played by Jeff Goldblum, who is a manic pixie dream boy and that is just his role in life i feel like 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 the one scene where he's doing the you know the really Surely over the know top you know and you know, like tugging yeah. her hair and things like that it's like don't that, touch her hair that yeah, yeah no, that, 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 scene, okay. that scene certainly is disturbing but i also know that that during the film like he and Laura Dern were totally in serious flirty stages yeah, of a relationship, and yeah, I wonder yeah. if I think they that, were engaged for like two years. Yeah, they were, and yeah. I wonder if that bled into that particular scene. I also feel like that's a little bit of Jeff Goldblum, sure, being Jeff, Gold- Jeff Goldblum, which doesn't make it okay. No, it's just yeah. Mm. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, and this this is my dividing line on before Jeff Goldblum knew he was Jeff Goldblum and after. (laughs) And I miss the before is the thing. Mm -hmm. I really do. I miss the tall guy, Jeff Goldblum. I love the the tall guy. (laughs) The buckaroo bonsai, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New Jersey. Yeah, this is pretty much when Jeff Goldblum becomes Jeff Goldblum. Absolutely yeah. it is. Yeah. I think, you know, and before we get too deep into the movie, I think one of the uh, things that I find amusing about this, and we'll, I'll refer to the book a few times. Um, this is based on Michael Crichton's novel, which uh, Spielberg apparently optioned before it was actually published. Oh, um, For $1.5 million. <laughs> because everybody figured, well, it'll make a good movie, so we'll just go ahead and, and option it. But Goldblum's character, Ian Malcolm, mm-hmm. does not survive. The book. Right, no. right, right. Uh, but what's fascinating is in The Lost World, which Michael Crichton wrote after mm-hmm. Jurassic Park went on to make ridiculous amounts of money worldwide, yeah. Ian Malcolm was in the book and is nobody that... nobody pointed out. <laughs> well, no, The Lost, I mean, I mean, uh, Crichton's Lost World was written as a sequel to the movie rather right. than a sequel to his book. Yes. Um, so Ian Malcolm. Straight up. Ian Malcolm just showed back up. Right. So speaking of who lives and dies, in the book are the first and last characters that we know die the black guys in the film? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not willing to commit to that either way. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, uh, Muldoon's the last to die in the in the in the film. The what hunter. the last we know dies. We we oh, discover. Come on, <laughs> Muldoon. We we're dies. pretty sure he, there was a there was a Velociraptor on top of him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was another one just watching, like, oh, she's actually got this. no, that's true. I had just written him off when he was left outside. <laughs> so well, we don't know chronologically. We don't know when he dies, but we have to assume Jackson's character was dead already. Well, you get, yeah. you, get, you get Jackson's arm before you yeah. get Muldoon's death. Yes. Right. But, yeah. you know, Muldoon's right. out of sight, which means that we don't know if in the timeline he actually did die later. Well, no, right. No, no, no but we had the confirmation of the death, even yes. if we all knew it yeah. beforehand. Yeah, I get that. After yeah. you see, after you see uh, in the, the arm. He, he has to last long enough to deliver the clever girl line, which is like one of one the, of the best. Big names, one of the ones you must have heard. One of the best. <laughs> Weirdly. In, oh, yeah, in the yes. book, I'm reasonably certain Hammond is one of the last people to die. Uh, he yeah. gets he gets mm. he gets eaten by the little tiny dinosaurs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We'll get into that, I'm sure. Uh, but this is where Matt starts breathing heavy. Uh, that's <laughs> the book, and I, and um, I, I have not read all of the book. I've I've, I've skimmed it. Uh, there's a, you, you've seen all the memes from the book. There's considerably more death in the book. Yeah. They oh, go yeah. they go into a lot more detail about how these dinosaurs are tearing apart people that are in the park. Well, I think Wayne Knight um, was disappointed that his death was not as gory as it was in the book because that includes decapitation by the spitting little... (laughs) Well, he could have been decapitated. We don't know. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, it's that distant shot. We don't know. We don't even get a blood splash on the window. I know, they're shooting for PG, and it's just disappointing. It is. Um, So, anyway, we, we we have been talking about a few interesting details about the movie. I think... Uh, though, I mean, the most important thing about this movie is the dinosaurs. And we it, did bring a dinosaur expert. It's not the well, kids in peril count? Nah. No. Okay. Nah. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to, we only have so much time and I don't want to take this one over. We have a, we have, we, we have a different special guest. This is, this is, this is not for me. I, I would like to say uh, three things. 
for starters. Three things, and then I'll take questions if they come up. One, <laughs> uh, I, I have I have two major critiques of the science in this in this film. The thing about this film is that it tried it tried in a way that no dinosaur film had ever really tried before. It read the recent stuff and it caught up on it. And 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 Grant is always going on about how everything's warm blooded and traveling in herds and all this sort of thing. And this was all very cutting edge at the time. And they went for that, and that's great. And uh, that actually led in a weird sort of way to one of the big problems that makes me insane, but it's actually it, it was actually a problem caused by their attempts at, uh, at accuracy. There was a book written in the late 1980s by a paleontologist, uh, Gregory Paul, who took a dinosaur called Deinonychus and decided that Deinonychus was similar enough to a different dinosaur called Velociraptor. The Deinonychus was just a species of Velociraptor, because all of the dinosaur names we know were genuses, the, the Homo and Homo sapiens. And so Deinonychus anteropus, according to this book, became Velociraptor anteropus. Gregory Paul has since rescinded this, Nobody, t nobody, nobody bought it. Deinonychus is back to Deinonychus. But in the meantime, before it all went back, Michael Crichton wrote a book and <laughs> called Deinonychus a Velociraptor based on Gregory Paul's book. And this is not, this is not real. This is not a thing that's true anymore. And and nevertheless, the dinosaur known as Deinonychus is known to everybody in the world as Velociraptor. And that's wrong. And it makes me sad. And actual, actual, uh, actual Velociraptors, actual Velociraptors are, are good, fine dinosaurs. But they're they're. They're fox-sized animals. They're small little creatures, and uh, and Deinonychus is is as per the Velociraptors in the movie, and it's it's my favorite actual dinosaur, and it, it just makes me sad that it's named wrong. All now, the time. if if I'm not mistaken, they scaled up the Velociraptors, knowing this for the film, just to make them scarier. No, no, that's but. Go ahead. But then, during production of the movie, that is when they found Utah raptor skeletons, which are roughly the size of the. No, okay. no, no. This is this is this is a common narrative, and it is wrong. Awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. Tell um, me, tell no, me. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't scale up Velociraptors. Okay. They went with Gregory Paul's version of Velociraptors, Velociraptors that had a species that was large. Okay. You see what I'm saying? I see. But then that species that was large was put into its own genus, Deinonychus. Okay. Um, so I they got didn't it. scale up the, the. Yes, these are much larger than Velociraptors. But it's because, for a hot second, a paleontologist thought that a larger animal was a kind of velociraptor. Okay. So they didn't scale it up. And then Utah raptors are 20 feet long. Utah raptors are big. Sweet. Yes. Um, so... Uh so the, uh, the the Velociraptors in Jurassic Park do not resemble Utahraptors. They're Deinonychuses, mm -hmm. which are about nine feet long, like like uh, like the Jurassic Park Velociraptors. Whereas the Utahraptor is much bigger. Yes. So uh, okay. so that's not that's that 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 is not how that works. I'm afraid. I don't mean to be unpleasant. Uh, so yeah. I have to ask, a qu in terms of the peril in the movie and the end, does this make any difference to what actually happened in the movie? Look, or is it just being called by the wrong name? I was brought on here for I a understand reason. the sadness. <laughs> <laughs> I fully appreciate and the sadness. I am fulfilling my reason for being here. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, what it, no, it it does not change the movie. It just it just changes the the the, the public perception of uh, of dinosaurs, and I'm not into that. But on the uh, on the other hand, a credit that I must give Jurassic Park is that when I was a kid, there were like six dinosaur paleontologists on Earth. It was not, you know, there was not mm -hmm. a lot of money thrown at, at dinosaur paleontology, and now there are hundreds and hundreds of them, and more discoveries have been made in the last 25 years, um, more advancement as far as our understanding of dinosaurs. 
than in the 150 years previously. And uh, and the signpost for that is Jurassic Park. This happened in 1993. And uh, Jurassic Park happened, and, and paleontology just started getting money. Um, and so I can complain about the Velociraptor, but Jurassic Park has had an overwhelmingly positive effect on the science of paleontology. Um, so I want to say that. Melissa, you want to say something? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm digging this. <laughs> I'm just saying this. <laughs> also, a big influx of students, as I oh, right. recall. Huge. Right. Oh yeah, huge influx yeah. of students, and and with that influx of students came came, came money, money, and mm-hmm. so much has so much has gone on, and it's glorious. Uh, so that's the first two things I wanted to say about Jurassic Park and paleontology. The third thing is, uh, just there, I mean, I can come up with a million little problems paleontologically with with the depiction of the dinosaurs. I can I can go on and on, and I won't. I, I couldn't possibly go over all of them. The, but the, the big the one, little frilled guys don't have frills. Do oh, they? they don't have frills. Dilophosaurus is another twenty foot animal. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why they made it into a little small animal. Um, Probably to delineate it from the. It doesn't. It doesn't spit poison. But there's a million billion. There's a million mm-hmm. billion small theropods, mm-hmm. and so I don't know why they shrunk. A large theropod. They could have picked. They could have picked. Uh, uh, they could have picked a. Uh, oh, what, what was I thinking? An ornithocelestes would be around that mm-hmm. size, or, or a bunch of different, different things. And so, um, so I don't know why they did. Uh, the frill is speculative, and there's nothing wrong with it as speculation. It's used wrong in the film because the frilled lizards use it to scare off their attackers rather than to be threatening to their prey. <laughs> Which uh, doesn't make a lot of sense when you think about no, it. No, no, don't threaten your if, prey, just eat it. You know? Yeah, if, 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 you're, if, if you're a carnivore, just your goal would be to them. sneak up on your yeah. prey and catch them, not to right. jump in front of them and go, yo, I'm going to kill you, and have them just stand there going, dang, what should I do next? Right, right. and Tyrannosaurus um, roaring its fool head off is the same thing. Um, <laughs> but, the, uh, but the bigger problem with Tyrannosaurus, uh, and they actually correct this, in this, it's the one thing they correct. They, they, they double down on everything. As, as paleontology began to outstrip the movies, uh, the movies decided to ignore it, which is depressing. But the one thing that they did change was that in this movie, Tyrannosaurus is an animal that hunts by sight and has terrible sight. And that's 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 no good. And then in the second film, they accurately give it a spectacular sense of smell, um, which of course would change everything in this movie. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and so that's 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 my that's my other major beef is Tyrannosaurus hunts by sight and has terrible sight. But they do. It's the one thing. They correct in subsequent films. So these are these are my these are the these are the these are my three main points. Should this be called Cretaceous Park? Uh, well, uh, Dilophosaurus is Triassic. The Brachiosaurs are Jurassic. Um, let's see, Triceratops, uh, Tyrannosaurus. Uh, Velociraptor is uh, are all, all Cretaceous, uh, so it so it's it's, hev- it's heavier on the Cretaceous. Okay. Yes, uh, but but yeah. But Jurassic t- t- Park is just the name that Hammond gives the park. Oh yeah, yeah right. He clearly doesn't Seals understand the science. He just pays for the science. Right, right, right. Jurassic just uh, makes weirdly a enough, I actually have a dinosaur beef with this movie. You do? Oh. Yes. What's your dinosaur beef? Why the heck did they put frogs in there? And I mean, okay, so this is probably because of the the state of science at the time. If we were doing it now, they would put monitor lizards or Komodo dragons or one of the other big lizards that we know does parthenogenesis. Rather than amphibian oh, yeah, DNA. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that, that's yeah. Uh, that is a that fascinating. Yeah, I got nothing. I, I don't have any. But of course, for that. Mm-hmm. if they knew that at the time, they'd know the park was a bad idea. So sure, and it, well, and the frog DNA. Yeah, that the whole point is then that they can change 
Right. From right. male well, to female. But what she's saying is that we now male. understand that certain large lizards are also capable of just parthenogenesis, not changing from male to female, but just spontaneously laying eggs without fertilization. Um, and so if they use that, then that would be a whole different thing, and they would be having animals. The lizards are way ahead of us on cloning. Yeah. Those lizards, they know what they're doing. As, I mean, in, in a lizard kind of in way. In a lizard sort of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They, they know what they're doing. They know what they need to do to be lizards. Exactly. Um, you know, you spend that much time by yourself on an island, you'll figure something out. <laughs> Life uh, finds a way. <laughs> Life finds a way. Uh, finds a way. Uh, so, so, oh, hold on, hold on. Matt, talk to me about feathers. <sighs> <Okay>. <laughs> Okay, among, among the discoveries that have been made in the last 25 years as a result of Jurassic Park are numerous uh, fossilized dinosaurs with feathers all over the dinosaur cladogram, which is to say the family tree. Um, it, it, the, the smart money right now is that all small dinosaurs and several large ones were had some kind of proto-feathers. Um, at the time, the actual direct discoveries had not been made. However, a number of paleoartists had already before this, including Gregory Paul, in the book where the Velociraptor thing happened, were putting the small theropods, at least, that is to say the carnivorous dinosaurs, the ones that gave rise to birds, were putting them in feathers because it was understood at this point, it was you know widely theorized. Um, it wasn't a lock then as it is now, but more and more people were coming around to the idea that these were warm-blooded animals. Mm-hmm. And a warm-blooded animal, a small Small warm blood. A large warm blooded animal will 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 have no problem with body heat because just the its mass will retain its heat. But a smaller animal uh, is going to have is going to have some sort of insulation. Is going to have some sort of covering. And uh, and for animals that are related to birds, that is going to be feathers. And so uh, and so feathered di- and so. When Jurassic Park came out, I myself, as a as a young man, was 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 gung ho about dinosaurs being feathered, and was disappointed that they weren't at the time. Um, the uh, and I've heard I don't I, I can't verify this, but I hear anecdotal stories that that uh, that the team was that Spielberg at, at all were were advised to put feathers on there, and they're like, no, that does, that's not that's that's not scary enough. Which I could which I could just talk about for an hour and a half, and I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> well, I, it's a I imagine failure it, of imagination. It, yeah, I imagine it might also have something to do with the CGI generation time because it's harder to generate oh. feathers than just to wrap yeah, they, a, they, yeah. they a body of meat. At that point, I don't yeah. Think. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, the CGI in this movie really is leaps and bounds ahead of anything that was happening in it's this era. Completely extraordinary. Yeah, I mean, you can, you isn't can the, tell. It's, isn't this the same damn year? that Lawnmower Man came out? I, I mean, think just so. compare yeah, no, those no, no, two. No, no, for, no. For 15 years, it had been the Money for Nothing video, and I love the Money for Nothing video, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but it had been that for, for, for 15 years, and yeah. then suddenly this happened, and it was <laughs> and it was just out of nowhere, and it's still kind of... there's You watch it now, and sometimes they don't really seem to live in the space as much as you'd like, but other mm-hmm. than that, it's it's beyond reproach. It's, it's, not, it's not bad at all. I yeah. mean, this is very early in actors learning how to act yeah. with yeah. something that's not... In in the scene, right? Uh, and and yeah, you, you mentioned like kind of leaps and bounds. It's, it's you know we've talked about like with Star Wars, yeah. which you know wins wins the Oscar for best best special effects in 1977. The movie that won it in 1976, well technically 78. Anyway, forget that. Yeah. The movie that won the year prior was Logan's Run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fish. And it's like Plankton go back from the sea. <laughs> it's like go back and watch Logan's Run, yeah. and then watch Star Wars, and go. This is why Star Wars was groundbreaking <laughs> yeah, right. because they just they they took everything they knew about about special effects and made really amazing leaps right. 
to come up with what they did. And Jurassic Park is much the same way yeah. uh, in that they took much that they knew about special effects and they, they d- used CGI in a way that was different and new. But they also, um, and in, this is something that I, I believe a lot of modern movies have lost, yeah. is they knew when to not oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. use yes. CGI. Mm-hmm. Because the, the T-Rex in that movie is an animatronic. A bunch mm-hmm. of the time, yeah. yeah. More there's, often than not. Yeah. I think yeah. only when it's fighting the Gallimimus. When well, it, when or, when it's, or when I it's charging after the when it, when, yeah. when it's full size. Full size, yeah, when yeah. you get yeah. the full... The full picture well i mean the when you think about the state of computer generation in 1993 or you know just the early 90s in general because this took about two years to make um if i remember right the generation time per frame of cgi on this movie was about four hours or six for the tyrannosaurus rex in the rain wow per frame (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it it was a crazy amount of work. So there's only about like six minutes of CGI yeah. shots in this movie. All the rest of the dinosaur stuff is is puppetry. It's yeah. uh, giant animatronics. Giant animatronics. Yeah. I, I remember observing to Matt on this watching um, just how long it takes this movie to get to showing us a velociraptor. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. it mm-hmm. sets up how dangerous they are. Over and over again. Over and over, but we never see it. And 103 minutes. 103 minutes is how long it takes us to actually see the Velociraptors. Nice. And you are correct, Stephanie. They are adorable. They, there they, they have, are. They have cruel evil eyes and they sneer at things. I'm very confused right now. But They're like uh, giant evil chickens <laughs> without feathers. <laughs> well, but they're, they're, they're the horror monsters of this. You know, well, yeah. I mean, you got a bunch of different kinds of monsters, but they're the horror movie monsters. They're, you know, isolation and pursuit and all that sort of thing and can, so. can I assume the T-Rex would be our kaiju precisely yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's a great ki- I mean that when it that that whole scene that whole scene when it first lumbers out of the jungle in the rain it's it's I it's just I this is something I was this is one of the things I was appreciating upon subsequent viewings when I just stopped geeking out about the dinosaurs is that that whole scene is just put together in a way and I don't even really I'm not the cinematographer to uh, to understand how but it's put together in a way where just primeval chaos lumbers out of the jungle and order is friggin' overthrown and it is terrifying. I mean, not, you know, in a shining sort of way, but it's really just the <laughs> universe is wrecked. There's no elevator sp- just spilling blood. <laughs> well, well one, of the th- one of the things that Spielberg is an apex predator at himself is directing those action scenes where yeah, yeah. it's just, he is so good at visual storytelling on the action level where yeah. i mean you you saw this right away in his early filmmaking and you know especially you know it comes right to the forefront in jaws and you know just kept continuing where you get these action scenes whether it's a t-rex in the rain or the velociraptors hunting in the kitchen yeah where yeah. it's just magnetic and all it is is shot construction and following the action oh, yeah. and you know building that dread and I mean, part of part of what goes into it is that, you know, uh, is character work outside of those scenes. So you actually do feel some engagement in the scene rather than, going, oh, yeah, they should die. Oh, no, but, no, what, yeah. but it's so engaging, like even when the Wayne Knight character, who we just was, hate, yeah, <laughs> where it's still engaged in that scene where he's trying to play fetch with the... Yeah, like, yeah you idiot. <laughs> it, it has sharp teeth. Yes. It is a carnivore. That means get the flock out of there. Um, I um I think uh, 
you know, there are two scenes in this, I and mean, there's a lot of good in this movie. And uh, the, two, the two scenes that I always think are just immaculately constructed are the mm-hmm. T-Rex scene, yeah. you know, where, you know, we establish the T-Rex is there mm-hmm. before we see it. Mm-hmm. We establish that people are doing things they should not do, yeah. pulling out a light and turning it on because yeah. because we've established that the T-Rex's vision is based on movement, but the kids don't know that, right. and mm-hmm. the kids are alone. Right. Uh, and, and, uh, and all the things that are done to establish yeah. how things are likely to go wrong and we can't do anything to stop them from going wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Which is very nicely done. And then the other scene that's done so well is that Velociraptors in the kitchen scene. God, yes, yeah. Which, upon subsequent viewings, after the first time I watched it, I was surprised to find how short it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. The whole Velociraptor sequence is remarkably short. Because it felt like it was 20 minutes long to me. <laughs> <laughs> Those kids in the kitchen and the Just Velociraptors were going to eat them. Yeah. And, you know, they're going down one row and up the next. And yeah. just, just you know, everything from the moment yeah. that Laura Dern is like, well, you know, not unless they figured out how to open doors. And then it's like, uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, the, uh, my, my, my other favorite uh, scene besides those two, and it's, it's more of a almost more of a shot than a scene, um, is uh, and you can see the and even I understand. You know, like I said, I'm not I, I'm not a, a film studies guy, but uh, but you know, even I can see how this is constructed. But I don't care; it still works fantastically. Is the first time you see dinosaurs, the first time you see the Brachiosaurus. What uh, what Spielberg does is he gives you. I timed it this time. Uh, Thirty three seconds of uh, of people reacting to the Brachiosaurus before you actually. Mm-hmm. See it, and then when you do see it, there's a music swell, and it's also the first CGI you've seen, and it's a, it's a hell of a thing. But put the CGI in the music swell, and but most of all, everybody flipping out first, and you you turn around and look at the Brachiosaurus, and it's glorious. Mm-hmm. It's just wonderful. And it, what's, what's it is it is the probably the best example of the Spielberg stare, which is a oh, yeah. thing. Yeah, sure. Because if you watch his movies and if you actually uh, look for a supercut on YouTube, there is somebody put together a supercut of all the characters in all of Spielberg's <laughs> movies doing that. Off camera, looking past the yeah. camera in utter awe. Yeah. And uh, this is a great example of yeah, that. Yeah. But it but it happens in Jaws. It happens in Close Encounters. It's pretty it much happens the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything. But you you see their reactions first, and then you see the moment of glory. It's a, it's a good move. It's it's, a good it's, move. it's smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's smart. And the thing is, the name of the movie is Jurassic Park. You got to you know. Idea. There are dinosaurs in this movie. <laughs> and at that, unless somebody didn't tell you the name of the movie, which which doesn't matter because they tell you the name of the movie Even at, they don't, at, at the opening. And the guy goes and gets some paleontologists. And, yeah, you know, it, I mean, it's like, every, yeah. We, we know. It could be it's sitting there on the side of the truck. We know it's a dinosaur. Uh-huh. We know it's a dinosaur. And he does such a great job there of, of just... Look impressing how, the shit out of amazing us. Amazing this is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it could be like just a museum of paleobotany. <laughs> it could be. That's I point. think they've seen those before though. <laughs> and I, I I the only thing I can think of at that moment, what he's thinking, and you know, it's effective, but you're like as 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 somebody watching this, you're like, how can a filmmaker who knows they're seeing? Who knows everybody in the theater yeah. knows they're seeing a dinosaur? Be patient enough to wait thirty seconds right. to show you the dinosaur is almost a what dinosaur is it that they're looking at? Sure, kind sure. of moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just or also it's just like I know 
you know I put dinosaurs in this movie. Here they, here they come. And I know you want to know what they look like. Here they're coming. And I'm going to make you wait Hold on a just a little bit longer. <laughs> just, this, this is actually why I don't watch a lot of Spielberg movies. Because he does that. And I'm like, show me the damn dinosaurs already, oh, would you? Yourself. I love it. I know. I know it works for a lot of people. It just doesn't work on me. Mm. <laughs> well, that's his thing. That's, that's what he does. Yeah, um, no, I think it's a, I think it's a great move. I, I also think the opening sequence with the with the raptor in the cage, yeah, yeah, also, yeah. Is, also terrific. Yeah, it's just like, and and he doesn't usually, you know, this is the early '90s, so it's still a lot of films are just doing the full credit sequence. The the oh, no yeah. credits mm-hmm. bit is not Usual very common at this point, yeah. you know, and so you get this amazing musical sting that's just like yeah, oh yeah. fuck yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> something's going to go wrong and it will be soon and John Williams score for this is one of his best I think oh it best. really is yeah Couple couple of my friends got married to the Jurassic Park. <laughs> Just play, was, was it like a violin tree? No, it was a violinist at, at Jerry and Megan's wedding. Oh yeah, I can't remember. But yeah, it was very very subtle. And then you could just hear the ripple through the crowd. Because that's Jurassic, that's Park, Jurassic Park. Park. Because everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. Like everybody you know, Star knows Wars it. or anything. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it fills me with glee every time I hear it. Oh, it's glorious. Yeah. So you get that musical sting. Basically, it says this is Jurassic Park, and now there is something coming through now, the woods. Now trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And there's and, a and whole lot of people who look worried. But yeah. you don't get that full fanfare until you're actually coming up on the island. When, That's true. Right. Yeah, yep. Because that, that scene is just pure music porn. That's the, okay, John Williams, do your stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just couple we'll it with shots of Hawaii and it'll be good. Yeah. It'll be fine. It'll be perfect. Yeah. It'll, it'll be beautiful. <laughs> wow. Um, so we're, we're talking a lot. I, yeah. I should check and see. Melissa is our, is our trivia person. Oh, likes yeah. to, and, and but, but the uh, non-dinosaur trivia. Have we, have, yeah, have we, have we hit on, we need to hit on a few notes that oh, probably are important. A few. Um, one of the interesting things about the production of this film is they went to, uh, Kauai to, or, did I, Say that right? I can't remember. One of the Hawaiian islands. Kauai. Anyway, Kauai. Yeah. Um, they went to Kauai to film, and immediately the set got hit by a hurricane. So um, the there's actually like a TV series called Storm Stories, where one episode of the the TV show is about the Jurassic Park team being trapped in Hawaii during this epic storm, and so the. It hit well. Everybody was, all the actors and the crew were at a hotel, so everybody got evacuated out of their rooms and they gathered in a ballroom and they had all these food and supplies. And everybody's like, Where's where's Sir Richard Attenborough? He's not here. He slept through the storm. (laughs) (laughs) He was just comfortably in his bed, sleeping through a hurricane that was just flattening the island. And when they asked him about it later, he said, In his Sir Richard Attenborough way, I live through the blitz. Oh. <laughs> this is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. I find I find that utterly charming. Yeah, I just I'm just so endlessly uh, fascinated by Sir Richard Attenborough in this movie. That's reasonable. He hadn't acted since like 1979 mm. when he came on to this film. Um, he had been directing movies since then, and in fact, in 1982, uh, when Spielberg's E.T. was up for Best Picture. The movie that won was Gandhi, which was directed by Attenborough. And so uh, when Attenborough came on to this movie, he could only join the cast after finishing the film he was working on, which was Chaplin, which is actually, 
I really like. I haven't seen it. Chaplin's a fine, fine film. Yeah, it really is. It's uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Charlie Chaplin, which is really quite good. Uh, But anyway. Shortly before, I believe, his first stint in rehab. Oh, I see. Yes. Or maybe it was after his first stint and before his second. Anyway, yeah, but anyway, I guess that's not good, relevant, but... Well, it, it kind of is, because Sir Richard Attenborough, and of course his brother is David Attenborough, the naturalist, the who I think is naturalist. totally badass. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Um, also, um, as I was mentioning before we started recording, um, I love the scene where he's talking Laura Dern through the um, the electrical schematic, and I just want his voice on a GPS system. I want him <laughs> telling me directions... To the grocery store. <laughs> I really do. But you want the directions to be but better. I want, I want the directions to be better. Well, he was actually very thorough when he was talking the way. There's a big green button that is marked this. Well, but he wasn't Push very it. good at I mean, Jeff Goldblum had to had to snag the... To sexy it up yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, to sexy it up. And and he wasn't very good at explaining seatbelts to Grant earlier in the <laughs> no. day. No. <laughs> no. And that is actually, I generally think, simpler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then there was the part where he assured them it was all safe. Mm, yeah, yeah true. well, true. There, there's some. Well, I don't need my GPS system to tell me I'm safe. Yeah, I Are just need it to sure. tell me Dinosaur to turn safety. right, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> or left, as it may be. <laughs> I, 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 you know, this I, chasm. <laughs> I appreciate the Hammond character for the fact that he's he's not. Evil. Yeah, he's completely yeah. genuine. Yeah. He, he, he just loves the idea of making this happen and, and, and giving dinosaurs to humanity. The yeah. idea that you know, when, when the lawyer's like, oh, we can charge $10,000 a day, he's like, no, I want people to be able to come see this park. Right. And, you know, that's that's really nice. But it's 120 miles off the coast of Costa Rica. Right. And, uh, you know, maybe some poor people from Costa Rica can get there. <laughs> so but, he's Elon Musk with discounts. Yeah. 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 Um, and but even uh, more merchandising. But in, yes. in general, there was some really choice merchandising already yeah. there in the yeah. park. Yeah. In in general, yeah. he's a good yes. person with Absolutely. a dramatically bad idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh. yeah. Dennis Nedry is the only the only bad guy in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I think that's great about about Hammond. It's a. Uh, I mean, of course, this is this is ultimately uh, ultimately a descendant of Frankenstein. This is this is that mm-hmm. story. This is the the. Creation of life as monumental hubris, um, but it is often the case in Frankenstein stories when they're when they're well told that the uh, that the the Frankenstein character is uh, sympathetic, and that's great. Mm-hmm. Although I did like that they ended with him ignoring his grandkids to look at the mosquito. <laughs> <laughs> There's a certain truth in that. Well, they were. Yeah. I mean, they were all right at that point, right? I mean, yeah. yes, they were. Probably. I mean, there's very little lasting damage across the heart with ten thousand volts. Yeah. Well, you know, they're going to get him to a hospital probably. Wait, to get him it would have just been like squashed like a warm M&M, you know, with the chest compressions, you know. <laughs> probably. It would have been cooked Look, from the inside. Look, if the car didn't crush him, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, if the dinosaur There's... skeleton didn't okay. crush him. Literally. Okay. okay, the car falling from the tree, why didn't they climb down on the other side of the tree? I call this p- the Prometheus problem. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Walk, walk out of the way of the wheel. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah there yeah, are and, uh, go, go ninety turn right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hey, it's still a fine sequence, but yeah, they could have made better choices. They, they could have used that GPS with uh, Sir Richard Attenborough's directions on it. Yeah. Turn right. The only, the only, the only, the only, uh, the 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 plot hole if we're if we're going down that road. There, yeah, because there's, <laughs> there's there's just one. Yeah, well, there's a, there's a couple. The one the one that I like. I mean, it's a plot hole, but I kind of enjoy it. Is yeah. is how uh, is how one thing we learn at the end is that a tyrannosaurus could be anywhere. 
Yeah! How did you not see that How were you not aware of the Tyrannosaurus who was also in the room with you? That is interestingly something that is carried through in every successive Jurassic Park film. Yes, yes, Jurassic Park. Tyrannosaurus is especially sneaky. Yeah, yeah, the Tyrannosaurus. They learned to walk gently around water. Even though, even though. They, from some distance away, cause tremors. Yes, yeah, yeah in, in any standing water. Uh, yeah. Yes. But yeah, but inside, indoors or otherwise, they... They are so they quiet, not even a velociraptor right would notice when they're right weird. on top of them. <laughs> T-Rex, master of disguise. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, that's... Yeah, um, it's a plot hole, but I don't care. It's terrific. Yay, well, I mean, all of a sudden, the, the bigger problem... Is of all of this is that the DNA in the amber would not last that long. Well, right, right. This is yeah. not a functional, yeah, the, the basic thing. Yeah, is not like, DNA has like a half life of 500 some years, I think. So by the time you get a few million years out, it's not yeah, it, useful. Yeah, encased or otherwise, it degrades. So, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it just kind of rots. But that does not matter because we are trying to create dinosaurs and science. Dinosaurs. Is it's about, I mean, it's about a time travel free. It's about the best idea I've ever heard other than yeah. other than time travel or just constructing them entirely, you know, out of whole cloth. It's it's a clever idea. It's wrong, yeah. but it's clever. It's yeah, if, if you're going to come up with a, a techno babble yeah, way to create one. dinosaurs, so. the, it's better than I, probably anything else they could have thought of. Yeah, I've, I've Although maybe one. get your... Your rhetoric about the amount of DNA in a drop of blood from your finger, right? If you're going to do that, because it feels like that's yeah. the part that should be easy. Well, well. Uh, it was. Well, that sort of study. Let's be generous. Was kind <laughs> of uh, in its infancy <laughs> by that time. I, I mean, we weren't working on human genome project until at least. Six or seven years. After no, the movie. but the right. mistake is really basic. Yeah, that's true. And it's just one word to fix it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. Absolutely. That yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> science. Uh, and, and I mean, they do yeah. some science right. Right. Yes. But I mean, they do. They do. They, you know, they, I always. The, one of the bits of science that I always have a problem with is T Rex uh, kills a Gallimimus. Right. And then presumably eats it. Right. And it is a carnivore. Right. And. As a carnivore, once it's eaten that gallimimus, it's probably going to sleep for two days. For a little while, right? Mm -hmm. It's like because that's one of those things about large carnivores is hunting uses energy. Therefore, you don't want to be expending it all the time. Right, exactly. Although it's pretty obvious they had not gotten the feeding protocol for the T Rex completely down at that point, so it might have been a little hungry. Well, I don't know. It had already had a goat and a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Lawyers are empty calories. <laughs> okay, okay. Regarding the lawyer, uh, first of all, first of all, <laughs> getting eaten on the toilet. Um, it's kind of a goofy idea. But then I had the realization during this viewing, it's like, oh, my God, I think it's actually a reference to all the kids who were terrified to sit on the toilet after Jaws. Because <laughs> uh, this is, is a real thing. Uh, yeah, sure. Because I remember in the 70s, everybody, uh, all the kids were terrified of toilets after watching Jaws. Because a shark could come through the toilet. Yeah. Well, sharks yeah. live in the water. There's water in the toilet. I didn't. There. That's good. Right? Yeah. Right? I think I think it's coming back to haunt. I, I mean, yeah. As right? a child, yeah. I remember having an irrational fear of something being able to come through the toilet. I thought yeah. it was going to be an alligator. Sure. Because sure. since yeah. alligators yeah. lived in the sewer. They did. Or a snake. Okay. Which Giant also rats. seemed more. It was more, alligators for me, yeah. Yeah. It was not a, a, a shark. But maybe that's because I'm a, in a landlocked state. Yes, yes. That right. I was like, I don't think sharks can really be in freshwater toilets. <laughs> 
Yep. Um, but uh, but I did. I completely science minded of tiny little Tim Wake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are. Older I'm sorry. Than if I'd known you, then I would have suggested snapping turtles. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. that would have been great. Uh, that probably because oh, those they really until are you understand how nasty snapping turtles are, oh, they're yeah, still yeah. just kind of adorable. Yeah, they're turtles. Turtles are yeah. cute. Yeah. Turtles are cute. Okay. Ah! okay, so by the way, um, speaking of turtles, I'm going to branch off to tortoises. The sound design on this movie, of course, won an Oscar. This, this movie was nominated for three Oscars: it's special effects, sound design, and special effects sound design. And so uh, I believe it won all three. It did won it not? all yeah. three. Mm-hmm. And the sound effects were great because uh, Spielberg really wanted, since nobody knows what dinosaurs sound like, he wanted real animal sounds. And so they digitally blended a whole bunch of different animal sounds and very different animal sounds for each species. And the one that amuses me the most is, I believe it was the Dilophosaurus, was the sound of tortoises mating. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and I can vouch for this because I've I visited the Galapagos Islands and I was in the the tortoise sanctuary with and the guide was there and there were like ten of us around him and and th- this bizarre sound just comes sort of from trill, a, kind yeah, yeah. kind of it's kind of deeper with the okay. Galapagos tortoises because right, yeah. they're huge but this weird sound comes through the air and from a paddock near us and. And the guy goes, they're mating, they're mating. We all go into the paddock and they're sure they're giant tortoises just rutting right in front of us. And everybody else on the trip was just like surrounding these tortoises with cameras. And I'm just dying with laughter (laughs) because I'm literally watching tortoise porn happen in front of me with a full camera crew and everything. I'm on my knees. I would also. It is a weird, weird sound. I would personally be concerned that at one point one of them would spit poison in my face. Right. Because they're making that sound. Yeah, they're making that that poison spitting dinosaur sound. (laughs) Um. It's um, tortoises really do move slow though. They don't. No. They don't. Yeah, they 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 don't really move. They don't fast like run move. up run up a muddy and, hill in the rain. And these no. these tortoises these well, tortoises maybe. were otherwise occupied. They were busy. Yeah. And this is where I got the idea of having like non skid bathtub decals on tortoise shells because the the male kind of like tries to hold onto the female shell and like pushes in, but then like slips back. And then has to scramble back up again, then push in, then slips back. So and that's I think, probably where I think most of the some... noise is coming from. The female just going, get it over with. It's like, oh, jeez. Melissa's yeah. kind of acting this out with her arms. But... Yes. <laughs> it makes great radio. It does. Yeah. Um, Non-skid bathtub decals for tortoises. We are, we are almost you. we are almost to final thoughts. This, been, is, this is amazing. This is... I, I don't know that we've talked very much about the movie, but... Uh, <laughs> I was not brought here to talk about movies. <laughs> Melissa, well, yeah. I bet, <laughs> Melissa, do you have anything else that you need to share with us before oh, final see. thoughts? Um, I, I learned that the dung, the big pile of dung from yeah. the movie, was made out of clay, mud, and straw, and honey to make the flies gather. Oh, nice. I thought that, damn, that's, that's nice. See, and that's, yeah, yeah, that's the kind of detailed thinking that yeah. makes this movie a success. But also, were also, any flies harmed in the making of this film? <laughs> I... Presume there may have been, but um, a, according to a couple of the special effects people, one of the hardest effects to achieve was the the damn uh, water vibrating in the. Oh, I've heard this. In yeah. the canister, mm-hmm. it, and they kept promising to Spielberg, "It's like we can do it. We can do it. How the hell are we gonna do that? We can we can make the the water vibrate." And eventually, like the night before, somebody figured out that they could run a guitar string underneath the glass of water and just strum it, and then. Boom. 
Nice. Nice. Right? It's beautiful. It is beautiful. It's, so it's a great solution. Yeah. Uh, now I'm scared of guitars. <laughs> mm, yes. Yes, a Tyrannosaurus Rex stomp is actually somebody strumming a guitar. <laughs> That's great. That yeah. is a great tidbit. Um, all right. So mm-hmm. uh, we should move on to final thoughts. We should. Okay. Matt, yes. why don't we start with you? Do you have any dinosaur-related final thoughts you would like to share with us not at this point? I, not that I haven't already said. This was a landmark in uh, in the depiction of dinosaurs on film, and it created uh, a whole new world of dinosaur paleontology. And for both of these things, I uh, I am grateful to it and then it's just a well-made film uh, it's it's just it's uh, the characters are great and the pacing is great and the the cinematography is great it's a terrific movie and so i have nothing but love for this movie stephanie what are your final thoughts or is your final thought well as the designated paleobotanist for the thing you are <laughs> why did the plants never make a difference it's a good question i just i mean she's there she is, is she there. there to be an object of sexism uh, she seemed like she was there to be the medic um, which I thought but, was interesting, given that was not her field of expertise. No, but uh, I think there were actually uh, sections of scenes that wound up being cut out or weren't in the script that actually make it more relevant that she's a paleobotanist. Because that scene where she goes is is this this type of West Indies right. whatever berry? Um, I think the full scene plays out in the novel where the dinosaurs, you know, since. They're like birds, they have gizzards, and so they were scooping up rocks and eating that berry along with it, but then regurgitating the berry and the rocks. Nice. So that Which they, is why the berry isn't in the dung. Right. That's nice. Yep. nice. Right. And so they weren't able to digest their food. But they weren't, they weren't able to put that bit in the movie, yeah. or they cut yeah. it. Just, yeah, you know, she's, she's the only like one who got to warn there. them that things were going to go terrible yeah. and not have things go terrible because right. of it. Um, one of the interesting things... Um, that you find about interesting about this adaptation is that the boy and girl um, are switched genders in the movie. So the boy in the book, of course, is the computer nerd and the older, but the the kid actors that they found were of like opposite ages than they originally wanted, so they just swapped them into the different roles. So the that, girl got to be the hacker. That almost makes up for for fat coding the bad guy. Yeah, I know, as a right? Geek, greasy geek. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Almost. 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 Oh, by the way, that is a Unix system. I, I remember Excellent. I remember watching this movie in the theater with a couple of computer programmer friends of mine, and, and we were like, that's not a Unix system. Of course it fucking is. It's, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's a Silicon Graphics 3D file system navigator, and uh, it wasn't very much used because it's stupid <laughs> but it was flashy it looking so they used it for the interface in the movie very nice uh so uh melissa your final thought just recently a giant statue of sexy jeff Goldblum <laughs> was just erected by the banks of the thames in london <laughs> this is true it's it absolutely true. true just a few days ago it's yeah um and my uh final thought i i i two one the really interesting thing about this film is before jurassic park like the go-to carnivore for most people who who thought about dinosaurs was the tyrannosaurus rex yes, now there have been five jurassic park movies and 
every Jurassic Park movie since this one keeps trying to introduce some carnivore that's worse than a Tyrannosaurus Rex. But they end up always making the Velociraptors be the coolest. Yeah. They, 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 the d- entire Jurassic Park series is stuck with Velociraptors as a result of this movie. Oh, see. And, anyway. Well, do, do these the, are final thoughts. I'm just going to let it go. Yeah. Do, well, I do mean, the newer movies have feathers? No. no. God no, damn it. No. no. It's, yeah, it's depressing. Um, but my other final thought is a story. Uh, I work at the Minnesota Renaissance Festival. Back in 1993, we did something called Closing Gate Show, in which people would do little skits. And so the year this film came out, they did a, a couple of friends of mine did a skit called Jurassic Shakespeare. And Jurassic <laughs> Shakespeare involved scenes from Shakespeare in which one of the actors was an actor and the other two actors were dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, specifically velociraptors. And the way this played out was the two actors who were velociraptors before the scene started would put on knit dinosaur caps. Oh, God. And one character would say a line or two, and then the other two velociraptors actors would attack that actor <laughs> and eat him. That's marvelous. That's entertainment. The, the best part of this skit, aside from just the idea of them putting on knit caps to prove that they were dinosaurs, were, were when they, they fulfilled the rule of three, they got to the third scene and the actor starts to speak and he turns to the other two dinos the other two actors who are wearing their knit caps and he says, Hey, are you two Velociraptors? <laughs> and they respond, No, we're from Verona. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are only poison spitting dinosaurs in Verona. <laughs> At which point they spit poison in his face and attack him and eat him. Nice. Uh, Wonderful. So that is my personal memory That's that comes is. directly from Jurassic Park. I Excellent. would pay money to watch two velociraptors from Verona. <laughs> there are no velociraptors in Verona, only poison spitting yeah, dinosaurs. Yeah, I, I, it, it sounds good, though. All right, so uh, that is uh, <laughs> all we have to say about Jurassic Park. It is by no means all we have to say about it's Jurassic all Park. We That's can all we can say. say. It's all we that, can but, say. Yeah. We should ask our guests if there's any place that our audience can find them writing or or being or being heard in any way. Stephanie, where can our listeners find you? I write at Almost Diamonds on the-orbit.net, the Orbit blog network. Um, you can find me these days sharing thoughts on Twitter. Um, just under my own name. And uh, I am at this point occasionally a host for Atheists Talk Radio. Which is Sunday mornings at Way 9 a.m.? Is it 9 a.m.? It is. And uh, that's on AM 950 if you're in Minnesota, but I believe it can be streamed online. Yes, it's awesome. all released as a podcast as Great. well. Great. All right, Matt. Uh, yes, I have an ongoing live show and other stuff like that called Reverend Matt's Monster Science. I've got a couple of shows a month most of the time. Just look me up on RevMattsMonsterScience.com or as Reverend Matt's Monster Science on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. And he knows about other things besides dinosaurs. Yeah, I do mythological creatures and Godzilla and all kinds of stuff like that. Do you have something to add? I got attacked by a kitten. You did There's get attacked. Yes. There's a tiny kitten. <laughs> All thoughts are gone from my point. <laughs> <laughs> I will uh, say that you should keep an eye open uh, if you l- listen to Real Education. We, of course, have a noir education. And soon, it may even be by the time this podcast goes up, there will be a third member of the Real Education family called Real Education the Musical. 
So keep yes. your eyes open for that. Now, up next, uh, we mentioned it. We alluded to it earlier. 1993 was a quite the year for Steven Spielberg. He released two films that year. One was Jurassic Park, which for the next several years was the highest grossing film of all times. The other was Schindler's List, which is the movie we're going to watch next time on A Real Education. So we will catch you next time. Thanks again to Matt and Stephanie for joining us. Bye-bye. Yes, thank you. We hope you enjoyed our film fixation. We'll see you next time on A Real Education. Peace.